Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Draft Week, everybody. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock, live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And uh, I was just telling Bo off air, it doesn't quite feel like Draft Week. I guess until we get some Kyler Murray slander on top of the program, whereas I can't go, I don't know, 48 hours from somebody ripping this young quarterback and the Cardinals subsequently for supporting their young quarterback, Bo Brock. How dare they? How dare they? There, there's not enough hours in the day yeah. that you shouldn't be spending on on prepping for the NFL draft. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into one of the worst takes I've arguably ever seen in my entire life. Just a complete okay. reach, grasp as far as the Arizona Cardinals' new regime sending a, a very solid, deep contingent to support their franchise quarterback over the weekend. And Norman had his Heisman Trophy statue unveiled along with the other Oklahoma. Just a rich, vast, uh, shall I say, English major, Johnny Venerable, um, as far as vast, former athletes yes. that actually yes. got that trophy. And, and they've got a nice little collection there of statues. You know, Baker Mayfield... Jason White, that's a throwback, right? Uh, that that got that Heisman Trophy during their time with that program. It's a, it's 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 important to the Sooner Nation, and it's important, I think, to the current Cardinals fans to kind of see their quarterback celebrated at time as he's rehabbing from his knee injury, and there's kind of some unknowns as far as what his playing future looks like. Well, what's frustrating is because the prior regime. Even though they cast aside Josh Rose, and even though Cliff Kingsbury once upon a time during the fall while he was still at Texas Tech said he'd make Kyler Murray the first overall pick, it never felt like the Cardinals, I'll put Michael Bidwell in this camp as well because we know this firsthand, embrace Kyler Murray. And what did everybody say when Austin Ford and Gannon got hired? Well, Kyler Murray's on notice, right? Kyler Murray better, you know, put up or shut up. This new regime's going to ship him out. And they have done everything and anything that you ask for them in supporting their quarterback. The rest of the roster, you could argue, they haven't done that with, for better or worse. But they know where their bread is buttered. They know if Kyler Murray can become unlocked again circa 2001, or excuse me, 2021, that they're going to be a viable playoff team. And they probably, I guarantee, have seen what Kyler Murray is able to do and where his limitations are. And a lot of those limitations spending to the infrastructure of this franchise during Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury's era. So kudos to them. Drew Petsin was there. Jonathan Gannon was there. Monty Austin Ford was there. Cardinals PR media relations team was there in support of number one. If you don't think that meant the world to Kyler Murray, to have these folks come and say, Kyler, we know you've been through a lot with this organization. You're taking shots left and right nationally. We're going to talk about that. We have your back. And I have been told not to exaggerate that he and Jonathan Gannon communicate on a daily basis basis, which is a stark difference than Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray who did not talk at the start of 2022 and had to use the quarterback coach as a buffer. Gannon and Kyler Murray talk almost every day, Bo. Yeah, they do. I mean, the old regime, what would we have seen from the old Arizona Cardinals coaching staff, front office, uh, supporting? We probably would have seen Cliff in a, a cool suit, right? He would have been there looking flashy. Would have been there. 
probably right i mean kind definitely pr- not definitely not. yeah we wouldn't have seen kime we wouldn't have seen you know maybe seen cam turner who's the quarterback's yep. coach part of the offense and in and, and big as far as Kyler Murray in, in his early start to his career, no longer on the staff of the Arizona Cardinals, maybe like a Spencer Whipple, but uh, well, I mean, Whipple's still on the staff. I don't think he was there. It was cool to see Israel Wolfork, their new quarterbacks coach there. He was part of the deep class here, but let's get into what the criticism was because yeah. I was shocked by this it is, is as uh, happy as I was to see this, the, the pictures come out of Norman. You see Jonathan Gannon, Monty Austin for chopping it up with legendary Sooners coach, Bob Stoops and, um, you know, who knows what the conversations were between those three and uh, everybody just kind of hanging out, taking smiles or taking pictures with their quarterback. Here's the criticism that w- I saw. And this was via Kyle Odegaard. I didn't see this originally, but I saw Kyle point to this and, and just like, look at this stupid thing. And here's the article. Here's some here's some uh, highlights or lowlights. I'll call them lowlights from the article uh, from Mike Florio, the top dog over that pro football talk. Sean, if you would. Ozen Fort and Gannon skipping town for a trip to Norman doesn't create the best perception as to where they're doing everything they possibly can to make the best possible decisions as they prepare to use or trade the eight picks the Cardinals have in the 2023 draft, starting with number three overall. So this is the first one. This is like the criticism people have when you see a sitting president uh, fill out like a NCAA tournament bracket. Yeah, or go play golf. Or go play golf, or yeah. Do anything but focus all of their energies to whatever's fi- the country's staring down at that point. I, I think that it's it's unbelievable that he thinks that Monty Ossenfort is going to cut into his draft preparation time and that he's not he's going to be ill-prepared come Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this week because he's going and showing support for his franchise quarterback. I mean, that is... That is, is that is grasping at straws at its final. It, it's tax season. You know what a fucking write-off is? This is a tax write-off. It is related <laughs> to your line of work, your line of business. You're supporting your most important entity, that being your quarterback. Relationship building. You know who couldn't build relationships? Steve Kime. Steve Kime and, to a lesser extent, Cliff Kingsbury. It's a large reason why they're both out of work right now, at least in the NFL. Cliff's back at the college ranks. I, I Jonathan Gannon... The number one attribute that we have heard is character and his ability to connect with players, right? Austin Ford seems to be cut from that same cloth. It was Austin Ford's hire. You would assume they have a lot of similarities. This is a relationship work trip. You don't think those guys on the coaching staff are getting closer together, traveling and supporting Kyler Murray? What a crock of shit this is. First of all, (laughs) their draft board has been set for weeks. I would assume they have a lot of their trade parameters mapped out right now. This is what we're going to accept. This is what we're not going to accept. Now, the problem is if they can't trade down, Florio and his minions are going to point to this and say, well, they skipped a half day on Sunday last weekend. That's what (laughs) did it. That's what pushed it over the top. But I I was so fired up to see this closed case. Right? Yeah, yes. we found we it's found out closed. what it was. It, what what murdered their draft class was yeah. they went they got on a private jet, assumingly, and you know get that probably old lady watched. from Murder She Wrote. Get her on here. Get her on the case. <laughs> R.I.P. Can't remember her Open name. Shut case. Yep. yep. It's I, I nailed him. What's funny about this is like in the article in that quote he said the perception right it's an ill perception right it's like what the, the entire fan base was giving a standing ovation to the new regime and doing this because they saw such poor support from the previous regime yeah. right i mean this was this was when kyler murray went when it was time for him to get his mega contract extension that this front office went out of its way to mudsling through sources in the media right and then the new regime so on on the heels of Steve Kime trying to to kind of promote his budding media career, which is absurd, a guy that is it was is poorly qualified for any job in the history of of people getting jobs they're unqualified for. J- Steve Kime promoting the fact that he's going to be on some organ some some big networks draft coverage this upcoming draft. My Steve Kime is going to analyze somebody else's draft. Monty Austin for his first draft. And and he's gonna do that, and he's he's telling embarrassing stories about the quarterback that he selected number one overall on Colin Cowherd, and then less than twenty four hours, here is this new regime going out and supporting said quarterback, and then getting criticism that 
this idiot thought was going to be perceived share some sort of perception from the fan base and he couldn't be further off he's out there swinging at air by himself there's nobody that i've heard that shares this criticism like mike florio well and i i for people who are saying well this isn't kyler murray connected this is shots again and austin ford i disagree i think if this is is if this is Justin Herbert's Heisman statue, people would say something different. If this is Joe Burrow's Heisman statue, which he's probably going to get at some point, it would be something different. I think it because Kyler Murray is in the headline, he's associated, you're guilty by association with a lot of these national outlets that feel like Kyler Murray is undeserving of praise. I even saw it throughout the comments. First of all, he was a collegiate All-American. He was the Heisman winner. He should get a statue for all the people who are saying, well, what's he done to deserve that? He's one of one that year. He's the best player in college football. He took Oklahoma almost to the brink, got won the big 12, went to, you know, almost overtime against Alabama, came back in the, in the second half. It's just like, can we not give Kyler Murray his flowers? Does he have things to work on in the NFL? Of course, right? He's, he's trying to improve while simultaneously rehabbing a torn knee, a torn ACL and his coaches and GM come out to support him. And everybody wants to run and make a headline out of it. And you know what? You could say, Bo Brock, the Cardinals, and, you know, specifically Michael Bidwell, they brought this on themselves. Right. Michael Bidwell, you're you're guilty by association with Michael Bidwell right now because the Cardinals can't stay out of the news for, the, for all the wrong reasons. So when they do something positive like this or the uniform unveiling, people want to take indirect shots at them. And until they clean up their act in the front office and how they treat people and players, they're going to be an easy target, and Kyler's the easiest target. If Kyler Murray was a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers or Philadelphia or the you know the New England Patriots, I think things would be much, much different. But the perception of the Cardinals and Kyler are both so polarizing at the moment, the only thing that's going to cure it is on-field success. They can't do anything else other than stay out of the TMZ news cycle and mm -hmm. win football games this fall. Well, it, it, will, it will help with a, you know, uh, a well-graded draft, right? I mean, if they go out there and they nail the draft and, yeah. and how people grade them, and I know that that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to Monty Austin for. He told us on Friday that you can't really truly grade a draft until years afterwards, right? But here's where the criticism of Kyler Murray comes in. Then this is another quote that we have. Sean, if, if you pull it up, uh, we got a little tidbit from it. The unveiling of the statue at the OU spring game came two days after the unveiling of the new Cardinals uniforms. Murray was there wearing football gear for the first time since suffering a torn ACL last season. He was smiling, happy, loose. It's almost as if he forgot about the fact that his timeline for 2023 is decidedly undecided and that the team has oh plummeted to the depths of the league after starting the 2021 season with a 10-2 and record. And it goes. he goes on to say this. And he's criticizing Kyler for show, having a good attitude at the uniform unveiling. He's and, and he quotes Kyler. He says, quote, I look damn good, he said Thursday night, laughing when asked about the red-on-red red uniform he was wearing. Quote, it's going to be hard to mess these up. Going to win a lot of games in these for sure. And then Florio responds, going to lose a lot of games in them too, especially in the short term. And, it, you know, I, I just – that that's this is a, a big part of the reason why nationwide – there's a poor perception of, of Kyler Murray. Now, look, a yeah. lot of there, there's a lot of you know right on criticism about this organization, right? And, and there's, there's and we're not I, we're not underscoring that at no, all. No, not at all. I mean, I think when the when the organization kind of uh, gets in its own way and and does stupid things like they often do, and and definitely did between 2023, 2022, and uh, early 2023, and you know some of the horrible allegations you know thrown at the organization they need to they need to be held accountable for that no doubt about it but yeah. to criticize in a moment that's been you know brewing for a while like a uniform unveiling and your franchise quarterback you know smiling and saying we're gonna win a lot of games in this that that's unfair that's just unfair criticism and this in the, the point out that it's yeah it's a rebuild we're we're all realistic this is a rebuild but for what's kyler murray gonna say up there I, I like these new duds. I'm going to play uh, decent football in them. No, We're going to win one pump. game next year. Everybody, you ever gone but... to a pep rally like that? I mean, it'd be the lamest pep rally of all time. That's what Again, it was. They're easy. They're easy targets for a lot of different reasons. Some of what they brought on themselves, and some just the perception. And I, I, I think Kyler Murray is unfairly the easiest target in the NFL right now. I think people look at 
to this day, I think it has to do with his size. I think it has to do with the study clause that Michael Bidwell insinuated. How much, how much, to your point, how much does winning change? Last week, after the Suns won a big, you know, first round playoff game, right? Right. And Chris Paul's hamming it up with Devin Booker, and he's joking about what he's going to do and do all night after winning a basketball game. What was it? Go play Call of Duty. Go play Call of Duty. And you know what? There was crickets. There was no there was no criticism about all oh, all Devin Booker does this is play video games. And DeAndre Ayton's on record of saying that he plays video games in the wee hours of the morning. Now Ayton gets criticized way more than Book. And and Book obviously has uh is on a higher pedestal because of what he's accomplished. But you know, it's 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 just a, this this generation's athlete. But the only person that seems to get criticized for it, and the only person that it seems to kind of fall around is Kyler Murray. And I think that's a bit unfair. It goes back to our point since we've been doing this show. Again, Kyler Murray needed an infrastructure that the Cardinals did not provide, could not provide, right? He was not a ready-made prospect off the field like a lot of these guys are. Like Joe Burrow basically single-handedly can overcome the Bengals' dysfunction. Remember the Bengals franchise before they drafted Joe Burrow? That's not where Kyler Murray was. He was not the kind of leader Joe Burrow was, at least with with his teammates off the field. Kyler Murray needs and needed to be taught a lot of those traits and intangibles. But he had Brett Hundley around him early on in his career. They were fucking around with Cliff Kingsbury. They just they didn't have their act together. So Kyler wasn't able to mature on the fly with this franchise. He had to carry them in a lot of ways, and he probably developed bad habits during that time, both on and off the field, studying on the field, reading through his progressions. And again, I'm not here to knock Kyler Murray. I just feel like if if Kyler Murray gets Doug Peterson as his head coach or Bruce Arians, it's a completely different story because you know he's got the physical traits to be great. We've seen him be great. This isn't a projection from the college level like we're doing with Peter Skaronsky. Can he play tackle or guard? We've seen Kyler Murray set Cardinal records in the NFL with a college coach, with a Big 12 losing record college coach, and a a GM that was infatuated with tweener star linebackers with no priority in the offense or defensive line. So I I cannot imagine being a fan of this this organization and not being fired up when you see you've got adults in the room now that have had success at other franchises and have emphasized, we're going to do everything we can to mitigate pressure on Kyler Murray and to elevate him because he hasn't had that opportunity. And you've got them hand in hand with him at Oklahoma's unveiling of his statue. And you look at the landscape and the NFC and the, and the shit quarterback market. You're not fired up by this. Sure. It's going to take some time, 12, 18 months, maybe 24 months. But he's 25 years old. He's 25 years old. You get the best version of Kyler Murray, Drew Brees 2.0. When he goes to new Orleans, that's what I would comp this to. Although Kyler Murray, to me, he's got a chance to be the greatest quarterback in the history of this franchise. And I I feel very, very strongly that this front office, this coaching staff has his best interest in mind. I did not feel that way with the prior regime at all. Right. And I I see Nicholas saying we need some uh, he he never got that O-line. They might. Start to build that outline come Thursday uh, as as we start to look into some prospects. But to kind of wrap this whole conversation up, I mean, I I completely agree with you. I mean, from everything I've heard from new quarterbacks coach Israel Wolfwork to their new offensive coordinator, Drew Petzing, the head coach, Jonathan Gannon, everybody is is in the camp of Kyler Murray when healthy and, and, and when ready to play. It's tough. He's tough to beat. He's he's sure as hell tough to game plan for from a defensive coordinator perspective. Uh, and like this weekend, it it should have just been like, hey, Oklahoma's celebrating Kyler Murray. His is the, the members of the organization that he plays for are are there to celebrate with him and and support yeah. him, and that's a good thing. But somehow, somehow, somebody got in the spin zone and and tried to to turn this into a negative and you know i'm not going to have any of it i'm glad that the entire chat isn't going to have any of that bullshit and johnny sure shit not going to have any of that so and and to say that the perception is going to be this when you're the only one that's created that perception and you failed horribly at doing that and yes i see in the chat absolutely a a tip of the cap and and absolute golf clap to chris sims who we've had on this show before keeps it real and he kept it real on his own show it's not like johnny just agreeing with everything that i have to say even though they're great points 
just to agree to to, <laughs> to be a good hey, co-host. Bo, Bo hates Paris Johnson Jr., and we're going to talk about <laughs> that. He, ba he basically called him undraftable during this draft season. No, I'm just kidding about that. What I'm not joking about, though, our friends at BetMGM Sportsbook. BetMGM Sportsbook on the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. Going to be the new home of PHNX Cardinals this fall for every single home and away game. Come and hang out, and guess what? You can come hang out right now. PHX Suns, we were there Saturday. Watch along road games. Hello, watch along parties with the PHNX Suns crew for every single away playoff game. And guys and gals, we plan on having a bunch of these with our Phoenix Suns, hopefully advancing tomorrow to the Western Conference semifinals. PHNX Suns watch parties presented by Neutral will feature, have featured food and drink specials, PHNX giveaways, bet MGM deposit matches. Join us by grabbing your free ticket to the show in the notes below. And in the meantime, if you haven't dabbled on BetMGM yet, what are you doing? I was on there this morning, Bo Brock. Uh, I don't dislike right now, BetMGM Sportsbook, plus 2,000, Anthony Richardson second overall. Now, he's not everybody's cup of tea, right? But if Houston doesn't love C.J. Stroud, plus 2,000 for one of these other top quarterbacks, I will dabble. You should, too. Use that promo code, that bonus code, PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for my Arizona peeps, you're going to get up to 200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Super simple. Here's how it works. You download the app, BetMGM. Sign up with bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame Moneyline wager in the amount of at least 10 bucks on any market at standard odds price. You're going to receive $10 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Dabble at Bucks tonight, Lakers, Suns tomorrow. Just make sure... You're using that sweet, sweet bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Check the show links, show notes for more information. And now listen to our friend Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Look at that beautiful that beautiful sports book. Brand new, right there in the Great Lawn. It's fantastic. And then you've got State Farm Stadium right behind it, yards away, like uh, maybe a, a pitching wedge away from, from the Arizona Cardinals Stadium. It's going to be an unbelievable season. Can't wait for it. And it starts on Thursday night. And you got to join us for the new era of Arizona Cardinals football that's going to be ushered in with the first round of the NFL draft at Four Peaks. Join Johnny, myself, and, of course, the PHNX crew at Four Peaks for our NFL draft party, April 27th. Sings the festivities. They're kicking off at 2, right? It's 5 o'clock somewhere. The NFL draft kicks off officially just after 5, but we're starting at 2. Get your seat. Get in there. Start drinking the delicious nectar of the gods, that Four Peaks beer. Start with, you know, maybe the flagship, the kilt lifter, maybe a $3 Redbird lager. Get a $5 Redbird lager pitcher. Eat your usual PHNX specials, like that $3 kilt lifter, the $3 well pints, and then finish it off like with a bourbon-aged beer. It's so delicious. Like, they got the bourbon-aged kilt lifter. It's yeah. so smooth. You cannot go wrong with that. Enjoy too all their – call it too smooth, am I right? Right. All right. Yeah, oh, you are okay. right. Uh, as far as the uh, the food menu goes, it goes deep at Four Peaks. Start with the appetizers. Get the garlic cheese beer bread. Get the chicken rolls. Get the wings. Uh, and then you can get onto the entrees. I know our entire staff loves the chicken tendies. Can't go wrong there. You got the flatbreads. You got the uh, Italian beef beer bread. Get in and all the great food that they have at Four Peaks and get in on the first round of the NFL draft with us at PHNX Cardinals. You can reserve your spot now. There's a link in the description. Uh, but at this point, just get your ass there. Enjoy it with us. Got to be 21 years or older and enjoy the beer. Uh, and you got to do it responsibly as well. People call me the wing king. Um, I can't wait to dabble on. I'm sorry, what? Wings. People call me the wing king. Because I just love wings. I love no my appetizers. I honestly don't people. think I've ever heard anybody. Producer <laughs> Emma, have you ever heard this moniker Lots before? Lots of people no, call I me was, the, wing, the wings. I was going to ask Johnny, who's who's a lot of people? Yeah, A lot of people. You know, we had at our old office, quick story, there was a place across the street. I'm not going to name the establishment. No free uh, no free advertising here. <laughs> but they had some hot wings. And it, I it went with them. 
And I <laughs> sat with producer Leah and Shane Diefenbach. And I said, you know, I think I'll have some of these wings. And the waitress looked at me and she said, honey, are you sure you can handle these? And I said, I'm a big boy. And I plowed through them. What is this conversation? Like First the wing off, this king This is just completely fabricated, <laughs> this entire story. What is it, like a 1950s diner? Hey, she, she what can I get for you, me. doll? <laughs> I'll put away some wings with all of you. And again, Bo and I are buying beers, drinks for whomever shows up with one of these fresh teas, any yes. PHNX merchant hat, hat, or swag. Or hat yeah. on Thursday. We've already heard. Thank you, Ryan. I am the wing king of Maricopa. We have a native wings here. That's that's my only saving grace, but it's not nearly four peaks. Come to four. I cannot emphasize this enough. It is going to be the draft party of the year and Bo and I are going to be broadcasting throughout the duration of the first round. We got some special guests rocking and rolling. Hopefully a bunch of PHNX personalities are going to join us. Let's have a good time. Uh, let's have a good time talking about the third overall pick because qualifications to become the wing King, man, they are just like, they're low. Baby. They are low. Um, all right. Speaking so of wait, low. you, you're the wing King. Cause you can eat hot wings. Is that it? No, I just love wings. So I'm the wing King. I love wings. You don't love them as much as me. Like, you're not even the wing king of PHNX. Like, I would give that no. to Sean DePaz. He's from no! Buffalo. Yeah. Sean. Sean. <laughs> no. I am the wing king. This is disrespectful, by the way. Speaking of disrespect. Incredibly low. Speaking of disrespect, a lot of people disrespecting <laughs> the Cardinals. I can't. I love Albert Breer. I think he's fantastic on air. We've had him on the show. Every yeah. time I read something from Albert Breer in like the past six weeks, I want to punch my the wall next to me. I want to punch the drywall. Did you see what he said this morning? <laughs> no, he said, I missed it. Cardinals are going to have could have a tough time trading down. It's like Albert between that and the Hopkins stuff. Just stop talking about the Cardinals, please. Yeah. We're trying to get a deal done. We're trying to recoup picks. You got Albert Breer putting it out there. It's going to be easier said than done for the Cardinals on draft night. Okay, so you got Albert Breer saying that, and you've got everybody else, including me and some other sources, saying Cardinals have had like six to ten offers or conversation. Uh, what do you make of this? What's going on with the third pick? I'm I'm, I'm at the point where, like, you might just want to stay off the Twitter streets for a couple How about days. Tony Pauline's tweet? Was it yesterday? It was over the weekend? Oh, NFL yeah, draft uh, expert saying that teams are looking to trade up with the Cardinals to number three to draft the – an offensive tackle, huh? Not even a quarterback. I mean, we we have reached they, like usually we we reach like a peak crazy during draft season. We've like, made it. This, this is it. No, I, it's drunk at this point. Like it just needs yeah. to go home, get some sleep before Thursday. Get a, like, get a driver, NFL draft, yeah. because you're drunk. Get an Uber. Get, <laughs> take some Advil, hydrate, and get the hell out of here. You you need to come back when you clean yourself up because. We went from Cardinals. It puked all over itself. It's right. just a mess. It's it did not drink responsibly. It it's it's out of control. Paulie we, we does did, know his stuff, Jordan. I'm not saying he doesn't know. Yeah, it. absolutely. I I and like I don't I don't doubt any report that come out of Pauline or Breer. They're like as far as their sources, they're solid. But you know, I'll I'll say this with anybody. So sometimes like they're there's they're put there for a reason, right? And, and sources utilize the media just like. They, they can utilize players and, and coaches and stuff like that. And I think that that's, there's, there's organizations that are posturing for certain, uh, to be in a certain situation or position come Thursday night. And, you know, it's, you know, maybe the conversation on the quarterbacks is getting too hot for a team and they wanted to push the idea that maybe the Cardinals aren't going to trade down with a team that wants a quarterback. It's a, tackle hungry team which i yeah. think is a little ridiculous at this point in draft season well as people saying in the chat there's no panay sewell or somebody like that right well the cardinals would just take him at pick three so speaking of albert breer he mentioned two names in his article that he thinks the cardinals would would trade down for one of which is uh witherspoon the corner out of illinois which we've heard some interesting buzz but then also paris johnson Speaking of Paris Johnson, Mike Gallifaro quote tweeted Albert Breer. For what it's worth, Kyler Murray likes Paris Johnson Jr., the left tackle from Ohio State, a lot, and has let that be known inside the Cardinal building. Johnson visited there recently. Well, here's my recommendation for the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray's given you two recommendations in the past of players you should draft. CeeDee Lamb, Creed Humphreys. You didn't draft either. You have a huge fucking hole at wide receiver, and you've got a gigantuan moon size hole at center. 
and in a year you could have a huge hole at left tackle. Maybe consider it. Maybe consider Paris Johnson Jr. I I don't hate the idea of taking him third overall. I know a lot of mm-hmm. people are coming at me. I've said that for weeks. Bo can attest to that. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on when it's too early to take the left tackle from Ohio State, Bo? I think if you trade out of the top five, it, it's completely acceptable, it's right? Game. And you okay. you get anything of value in return, and that's hopefully at least a future first, and you get uh you know maybe a, a later round pick. And and I'm I'm just understating that, but I think that Monty Austin Fort can hold out and trade down. And I think anything, you know, below the top five is perfectly acceptable to take a guy like Paris Johnson, who, you know, is versatile, right? He's got the size, the length, my God. Uh, he's got the length you want from a tackle and um he's got the dancer's feet as well. He, he's very nimble. He's got like play, he's got playmaker feet for a guy who's gonna play on your offensive line. So he's definitely somebody and then he's got the the advantage to not having to immediately start you would think barring any he starts at, he starts at left guard for right. year one i know rafa right. in the chat does does he play right tackle no i think they purposely brought back beecham and they've got tj humphreys for one more year so that they can pl- they can play somebody like this at left guard and they can ease them in with minimal expectations and i a contingency plan is nice because we didn't have that with the prior regime. Jordan P saying Kyler also on a Tristan Wirfs. This was the, uh, this, that was the Isaiah Simmons draft as well. So this is the same draft as CD probably uh, saying nice things about his buddy CD. He threw, used to throw passes to at Oklahoma, but yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember. Yeah. He was in support of Wirfs. I guess uh, Jordan says he retweeted. Uh, I think I vaguely Wirfs remember that as the well. Draft. Uh, um, Worf was an absolute monster. Remember Worf's jumping out of the pool? He went from standing in a pool to, to jumping out onto the pool deck. I know Listen, I, I've made so many blunders on Twitter. Everybody knows. That is one that I will never, ever take back because I vehemently did not want Isaiah. That's the receipt that. you have framed above your fireplace. And I wanted Tristan Worf's, <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I'm not sure about that. And people came at me. They're like, what, you idiot? He's going to be unbelievable. And then Worf's <laughs> – and thank God the Niners passed on Worf's, and Worf's fell all the way down. He's fantastic. But I these these tackles, they're interchangeable. Because then, then you've got um, somebody like Todd McShay, which he's not really an insider. He's just a draft expert, I thought this right? was – this was kind of strange. I, I yeah, know where you're going this, with this. This does not feel legitimate, so take it with a big grain of salt because what sources does Todd McShay have? Todd McShay said the Cardinals want to prioritize the offensive line, which I don't disagree with. I think we're all of the mindset. Like one of their two picks, I would say, is a good chance to be a tackle or a guard. But he puts out there they could trade down for Peter Skaronsky, the Notre Dame tackle. And while I like the player... Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah. While I like the player... And the person. We've had the conversation, Bo. He's got small arms. He's got baby T-Rex arms. And then he he's 6'4", maybe. He's 6'3", and about 7 eighths. He's undersized. Everybody's saying, well, he can play guard. He's Zach Martin. Okay, awesome. You take a guard 7th, 11th, he needs to be Zach Martin. He's got to be an all-pro. And I think that's unrealistic expectations. And I also think... It's not great for a franchise who's come out and told you they they value certain positions, tackle, pass rusher, corner, quarterback. Taking Skaronsky would go against everything that they've talked about. It'd be the equivalent of picking up Isaiah Simmons' fifth-year option. It'd be backwards. He doesn't play a premium position unless you can 100% unequivocally say he's a tackle, and I don't think anybody can say that. Yeah, I mean, here's the. Uh, I'm just playing a little devil's advocate here, and okay, m- maybe the guard position, and, and it's, it will never be more important than the tackle position. It won't, but the interior, of the offensive line, when you have a quarterback this, uh, that lacks size like Kyler Murray does, and we've seen okay. what happens w- when the interior of the offensive line gets pushed back, and it makes it tough for a guy like Kyler Murray to to see downfield. Maybe they they start to to view that organizationally more at a premium than maybe another organization. That's the only thing I could think of, but I agree with you. I, I don't think that's I, what McShay said. Just seemed like pure speculation. Just throwing stuff, right? Like, could they uh, trade down and view somebody? Because I have the entire draft season, I haven't seen Skaronsky tied to the Arizona Cardinals. 
Well, that goes to Jean-Paul's question. Did Skaronsky get a top 30 visit? No, they met with him at the combine. That's not to say that they still couldn't take him. I'm of the mindset, and I think they are too. And listen, they have been linked to Tennessee and to the Vikings, which are substantial trade-down partners. You take Skaronsky, you got to be in the teens. You cannot be in the top 10. And the Vikings trade 20, right? 21? Right. There's, there's talk the Vikings want to come up for a quarterback. I mean, that, that's an unbelievable haul if you come up from 20 to 3. But, like, it is 11 too rich, 3 to 11, depending on what you get back. Let's say you get the standard package of what you're assuming to get back in a trade. Is Skaronsky assuming he's going to play guard, Bo, too rich at pick 11 for this franchise? No, not at 11. I think that's about the right spot. Yeah. You start to talk yourself into Elijah Vera Tucker, some of these premium guards, Makayupati once upon a time, early teens, right? 11, 12, 13, outside the top 10. I can't take Peter Skaronsky seventh overall. I just can't do it. No, I, I think it, it would be a tough sell to the organization. Talk about a tough perception, right? <laughs> On the heels of what, what Florio said, maybe maybe they did spend too much time in Norman if they're if they're taking a guy like Skaronsky in the top 10. No, I mean, I, I think that, that it needs to be the premium positions. And then you get back in the conversation about edge and you talk and then, you know, cornerback and, and tackle. So if you're trading down and you're staying in the top 10, I still don't feel comfortable uh, taking a guy like Peter Skronsky, no matter what the haul is. Yeah. I just, they value all their, Top 30 visits have been with quintessential tackles. Yeah. And then the interior linemen are well, clearly yeah. interior you guys. Look at the guards that they've talked to. And yeah. we're going to release a video here soon about the interior offensive line. But all of them are massive men, way yeah. bigger than Peter Skaronsky. So, like, well, and they're true center guards. They're not going to play out of position. Right. Like that, that's concerning. It's like Skaronsky's never even played guard before. He's played tackle almost his right. entirety of his collegiate career. Well, that's what our guy over at CHO, uh, Adam Hogue, keeps pointing out. It's like everybody keeps on saying this guy's going to move the guard. He's going to move the guard. He's going to move the guard. He's a ta- He's been a tackle, and and we don't know otherwise. I mean, to to utilize a top ten pick on somebody that you you envision that's a that's a kind move. It's like oh, it is very very much a kind move. It's like you you. Uh, Hassan Reddick, a uh, hand in the dirt pass rusher. We're going to stand him up and he's going to play linebacker. It's like, how'd that work out? I, I, it's just too cute. It's getting too cute. Now let's talk about the top 10 bow specific to some other things that we're hearing as it relates to picks one through six, one through seven. So there was a, there was an additional report that came out today. I think it was from our guy, Peter Schrager. I'm not sure if you saw this, but he gave some interesting highlights. One of which, of course, was the Arizona Cardinals are hell-bent on trading out. They're open for business. Jalen Carter won't fall out of the top six, which I think is good for the Cardinals. Very good. And then, of course, they also said Houston's not scared to pass up a quarterback. I think we'll believe that when we see it. But to get back to a question in the chat, like was Paris Johnson realistic at pick seven? I think when you consider... If Carter does go in the first six picks, you figure at least two quarterbacks, maybe three are going to go. Will Anderson's in that group and one, if not both of the corners, you ought to be able to trade back within the top 10 and get Paris Johnson Jr. And if you're getting, as Bo mentioned, a future one plus, you'd be hard pressed right now to find a better situation for this franchise than that, in my opinion. You're locking in franchise caliber, what projects to be a franchise caliber left tackle. Right. For five years, with your with your big quarterback contract, and what we really tr- truly haven't seen is Kyler Murray getting the protection uh, that that you know you would love to see your franchise quarterback get, and what he's shown in his ability to make plays without that. Yeah, to think about what he could do with a, a solid offensive line and and not not like good tackle play like we've seen dj humphreys has provided more you know good not above average tackle play but to, to get somebody that has a higher ceiling than that that that's gotta that would excite cardinals fans plus future draft capital i mean that's a win yeah we're going to talk about the rest of the top three as it relates to these quarterback rumors how that may affect the arizona cardinals first i want to talk to you about circle k i went to circle k twice this weekend one for premium gas at not a premium price. The other for a snack run clutch in both counts. We're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. 
Check out your local Circle K. Again, best coffee, beer, snack selection, premium gas. Stock up all summer long. They got the Polar Pops that stay just cold enough. Iced coffee, 12 packs of beer, $9.99. Red Bull, Monster Energy drinks, whatever you want. They got it. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff. Head to your local CircleK.com slash store locator. Trust me, with things heating up in the valley, you do not want to be stuck out in the middle of nowhere, rural Arizona, with all due respect, without a full tank of gas. Gas up with our friends at Circle K. Head inside and save some cash on all the snacks and beverages that you like. Again, CircleK.com slash store locator to find circle k nearest to you what is it out there in maricopa it's dead cow road right you wouldn't want to be caught dead out on dead cow uh, road without 347 a not safe not a safe place it's not it's not but uh, get a polar pop go inside plop down on your uh your couch for more furniture and just enjoy ac right it's that right. time of year watch the rest of the nfl draft later this week it's perfect they've got so many incredible modern styled sofas that you can take advantage of at great prices over at more furniture like the oracle it's sleek it's modern it's look really good in your living room you got to check it out check out the best stuff furniture for your living room bedroom dining room your kids rooms your office and entertainment centers you got to check out everything that they have to offer over at more furniture morefurniture.com it's morefurniture.com you can start taking advantage already of their 50 up to 50 percent off Memorial Day sale going on. So check it out, morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R, furniture.com. I had a, a Buffalo sports reporter reach out to me this morning. Um, so there's some there's some smoke with DeAndre Hopkins this week. I, I'm not saying there's momentum building, but as we saw with Aaron Rodgers getting traded today, things have a sense of starting to pick up when there's a deadline. Deadline spurs actions, right? Um, keep an eye on DeAndre Hopkins with the Buffalo Bills as the week progresses. Would love to see that get done before the draft ball, but I think we're going to be sitting around Friday evening and uh, that news is going to break. But before Friday, we got the first round. Go ahead. Right. Well, I mean, Albert Breer even said, like, once they the Jets finalize Rodgers, that I think that AFC East thing, I mean, we've talked about this quite a bit this offseason, that AFC East arms race that's going to really – start to gain some momentum and like you see the jets they're gonna make a move they they made the move with rogers today it's like okay now the ball's in buffalo's court now you gotta have to counter that probably or the the at least you get a little uh i guess persuasion from your fan base right yeah. that they they now you need to make a move right so i think that Maybe both those teams could be in play for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. He's already said he doesn't want to go to New England. Let's just completely take them off the board, even though they yeah. have all that draft calf capital and that, that bromance between him and, and Belichick. But, uh, you know, Jets or Bills, those are two teams that are gearing up to not only just win that division, but make a deep run in the NFL playoffs. And in order to do so, either either team could benefit from a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Jean-Paul hop going to the chiefs. I, I think we've reached the point where Kansas city has taken themselves out of it because of their ignorance and their arrogance, because they won the super bowl. They don't feel that sense of urgency. They're working out some of these top receivers in this draft with a potential trade up in mind. Uh, I think that's the route they're going to go. I could be wrong, but I'm with Bo. I feel like these, these two organizations, Buffalo and the jets in particular, they like, they have a window. The jets have a window, the Buffalo bills, like Sean McDermott, could potentially be one and done after this year if they fall on their face again. Like there's a sense of urgency. Plus the bills have not drafted particularly well. So if, if, if I'm them, I'm more inclined to part ways with picks. And from everything that I've heard, Bo, Kansas city does not want to give up their second round pick for Deandre Hopkins. So that means that Buffalo holds the Trump card with pick number 91. I, I, I'll go on a limb. I think pick number 91 belongs to the Arizona Cardinals come Friday. And I also think, that they get a day three pick as well. They have the Cardinals. I think it's their fifth round pick for Cody yeah. Ford, mm -hmm. um, but they think they have like pick 205. I think it'll be somewhere between 91 and a day three pick. Uh, free Wari four. What do the Jets have left to trade? They have their third. They might have a conditional third. I don't know, but they they gave up. They, they kept their first this year. They could trade down, accumulate more picks. They gave up their second this year and a second next year that could turn into a first. So... I think Hopkins, the, it, they may still be asking. That being the Cardinals for a second, I think it comes down to a third, and I think that's what gets it done. 
I just can't believe like Cody Ford for a fifth round pick. It's like Steve Kime at the end of his tenure was like me on the bet MGM app, just like throwing $5 on parlays, just, just burning money, just burning yeah. picks. Just like, Oh, we'll, we'll just see, just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. I mean, Carson Palmer went for what a sixth and then yeah, Cody conditional. Ford for a fifth. It, yeah. yeah. I think it turned into, did it turn into a seven or, yeah. or yeah, it was, uh, it, it was nice. It was. It worked out, right? And and he seemed to have that Midas touch early on. Once Bruce Arians left, so did that Bruce Arians. That's right. Midas touch. Um, so take that as you as you as you want. But um, yeah, I, I'm look. If they get 91, I think that this team, after kind of seeing the market really not develop and then kind of the the floor fall through on that. Uh, I think they would be happy with a th- an extra th- another third round pick. That would be what three. Yeah. Uh, so you'd have four picks on day two of the NFL draft. Pending uh, trade down. You know, I, it's unfortunate. Monty Osfort was wasting time, not paying attention, going to Norman, Oklahoma this week, and I wish he could do something productive with those picks. God, God bless him. Jackson in the F in the chat. Johnny, they have a second the Elijah Moore trade. That's right, they do. They have the second from where the Elijah Moore go to. Did he go Jets. to? Oh, I'm sorry. Jets? He went to Cleveland. Cleveland. So, yeah. uh, like a mid second. Again, that's probably that's probably unrealistic at this point. But who knows? Maybe they're just throwing picks around. They didn't really have much leverage, so I I, I like the trade for the for the Packers personally. But let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals trade options trading down from pick three, Bo Brock. Um, do you think there's any legitimacy to the fact that the Cardinals need C.J. Stroud to make it to pick three? to have a viable trade-down option. Because I've seen Will Levis now on numerous apps, gambling apps, including our own BetMGM Sportsbook. It, you can't even get even money at Will Levis getting past Houston at pick two, which is lunacy. What do you think the best trade-down option is? Who's left on the board? Who's available? And and how do you see it playing out if, let's say, Will Levis is the second overall pick? Uh, we, we've talked about I think we talked about it on Friday. Um, yeah. That if if the the Texans are bold enough to take a position player, not a quarterback, if they take Will Anderson Jr. second overall, and it leaves Stroud, Levis, Richardson all on the board, that there's going to be a team that views probably two of those three quarterbacks. I would say probably not Will Levis, but Richardson and Stroud is somebody they that they've fallen in love with enough that they're willing to give up an absolute haul to trade up and get yeah. to that spot into the driver's seat for that. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I also think it's interesting when you hear folks talk about the Cardinals and well, what if there's not a trade option and I've I'm of the mindset, there's going to be somebody available for them to trade down with. You may not get the QB tax trade down that you once thought you could, but we know this team values picks into next year. I don't think they're just going to take whatever, but I think you're going to be able to find a happy medium. But I posed this question on Twitter. I'm going to ask it to you. Do you lose faith in this front office if Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson are on the board and they have to pick a player and they can't trade down? Mm-hmm. And let's say C.J. Stroud goes or whomever goes second. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud goes second like everybody everybody thinks. And the, nobody wants Anthony Richardson. Will Levis is still available. And the Cardinals take Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson Jr. Mm-hmm. Is that worst case scenario for the franchise in terms of optics on Thursday night? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, it's can I see the forest through the trees in why they did that? Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as projectables and, and you look at the, you know, the analytics as far as pass rush win rate and mm-hmm. ability to slow down uh Opposing rushing attacks, albeit in the Big 12 compared to the SEC, which is the premier Power 5 school uh, conference uh, where Anderson played and, and Tyree Wilson played yeah. in the Big 12. So I think it's it, it would be tough to convince a fan base that's seen Will Anderson play so much football and probably hasn't seen Tyree Wilson play. And you just look at the yeah. stats at face value. You're just going to say, what the hell are you doing? So, yeah, from that, from a perception, absolutely. And the fact that it's like you couldn't trade down, you couldn't get anything. You couldn't trade down to like Detroit wasn't just saying like, hey, it's only going to cost me this much. And I, I can't and I can move up to three and get whatever player they they of their choosing. So uh, I, I, it's for, that seems like it would be the worst of all realities. Um, I, I do like I am. 
anticipating there is a future or a reality where Tyree Wilson is an Arizona Cardinal. So I don't think that that's a bad thing, but to either. stick and pick at three and, and not to, to get anything for th- that's what, how you maxim or you maximizing your third overall pick. I just don't think that's it. Yeah. Because in a weird way, I, I do think that's worst case scenario for this team. I, I think that's the only scenario in which we exit Thursday and, and the fan base is irate. Because you add Will Anderson Jr. there, you couldn't get additional picks. You take the safe player that everybody knows, that everybody loves, over a guy who's got some injury concerns but has a better projection at the next level. I mean, it's the conversation we're having with Skaronsky and some of these other tackles. Skaronsky, everybody knows him. He was elite at the college level, but who projects better to the NFL level? We're having that same conversation. The difference is it's pick three. And if Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson are there and the Cardinals take Tyree Wilson, it's going to be the a very divisive selection. And it's, it's one that I don't wish on this front office and this coaching staff. I hope it doesn't come down to that. And that's not being anti Tyree Wilson. We, we have a draft breakdown of him. I've watched plenty of tape at this point. I think he would be a nice alternative in a trade down scenario. A little rich for me at pick three hundred percent. Like I, people knock Paris Johnson jr. In the top five. I think they're equal in terms of the caliber of, of prospect. I think Will Anderson jr. Is above them. He's in the Jalen Carter, in my opinion, category. And then there's a drop-off of about five to seven guys. And any of those guys, in my opinion, would be a little bit of a reach at pick three. But it, it, this market's going to dictate whether or not you get to trade down. But I'm with Bo. I think you're going to be able to convince Indy or Detroit or Vegas to come up, even if it's something as simple as a second or third round pick. You got to mm-hmm. get something. And you can't put yourself in a position to have to make that decision where we've got comps to Calvin Pace and Terrell Suggs 2.0. Will Anderson Jr., if he's not a Cardinal, because you passed on him, it better be because you traded down. So yeah. fans can see the big picture of, yeah, we love Will, but we, we need to get more assets. We have to get more rolls at the dice. Taking a Big 12 player that's that's more of a prospect than a sure thing over Will Anderson Jr., that's a very, very difficult sell for this front office that I hope they don't have to convince us at the press conference Thursday night it was the right decision. It's not just Todd McShay today in his article saying, you know, when he breaks down the Cardinals pick at three, that they're desperate to move down. And that's that's what he, that's the word he used, desperate to move down. Yeah. You had Daniel Jeremiah holding court with, with some media members, giving his thoughts and, and different questions about the draft and how that the Cardinals would – would be willing to move down for what people wouldn't consider the right asking price, right? That they they'd be willing to just take any kind of future assets uh, to move down and, and get future draft capital of any capacity. Um, so it, it does seem like, and you hope that within like actual NFL front offices, but it's not good that NFL experts, draft experts, insiders are saying are, are seeing that how desperate the Cardinals are to trade down because that, remove some sort of leverage to get well, the best possible deal for three. It's but why I would have gushed over Will Anderson Jr. last week, right. and you told me that was great. I would have said he's the best player in this draft, and we love right. Will Anderson Jr. And so then you can sit back and say, you know what? That's a horseshit package. We're taking Will Anderson Jr. you got to right. make us give you this pick. And so I I don't remember how Chicago played it, Bo, and, and, but they were in the media. They were in the headlines every day talking about they're going to trade the pick. And it was only a matter of time. Their, their GM pace was talking about it left and right. So I, I wonder if there are just some similarities. And the fact that Bryce Young isn't available, you would assume, makes it a little bit different. But, I, you know, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, two of those three guys are going to be available, if not all three. You're telling me a team doesn't have a 90-plus grade on one of those guys and can give up some, you know, realistic draft compensation, especially these teams that are in the AFC. If you're the, if you're the Vegas Raiders, we've <laughs> talked about it. If you're the Tennessee Titans talking about going against Tannehill, you got to get, you got to come up and give your fan base some hope. You got to try to do something like, I don't think it's conceivable to trade up with Seattle, but even Indianapolis that says, well, we love Anthony Richardson. We're not going to get jumped for him. Here's our third Cardinals. Cardinals go from three to four. They get the third, take Will Anderson jr. There you would get applauded by this. Fan. Yeah, you would. You, you would, would get absolutely applaud it. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's not all about optics, but it's part of it. You can't get hosed and bent over with that pick and the Hopkins pick. We can't exit draft weekend. You're getting a fourth for Hopkins 
and you're taking Tyree Wilson at three or you're trading down, you're getting scraps, right? That people are going to say, we can take advantage of you, Monty. Right. Well, and I think that that's what this entire offseason been. And that's why this, this patient play, right? This slow play has been what it is because people see all the distractions, all the noise surrounding this organization, the dysfunction at the top, right? Or the, the allegations of, of uh, gross misconduct. And then they see, well, they couldn't have hired a competent GM and let's see what we can get out of this guy. And Monty Austin for clearly hasn't had or received the, the right trade package. Now he said on Friday that this is the week he expects things to ramp up. He also said that conversations began. He started hearing our people started talking to him at the combine really in Indianapolis. So uh, we'll see. I mean, he, he'll maintain that it's a two-lane street, right? That that you, in order to trade out, you've got to have the right trade partner willing to give up what you feel is necessary for that pick and way between what you're getting in return versus what prospects on the board. So it really yeah. feels like this is going to be a close to, if not on draft day deal. But let me ask you this, and, and I mean, I still feel like it's inevitable that they trade down. I do too. I, I 100%. Somebody asked me today, put a, put a percent on it. I said 80. The closer we get, it's 90 to 100%. Um, so something would have to come out with one or two of these quarterbacks to make other teams say, you know what, I'm just not interested. You can't go. Remember last year how inactive the draft was in terms of the top 10 to 15? There were no trades. It was a stark contrast from the year before when everybody's trading. Chicago's trading. The Niners are trading. Everybody telegraphed the Jets and the Jaguar picks being quarterbacks. The draft took a year off from major trades and major headlines in the top 10. I think that was a one-off. I think this year, especially these teams, mind you, there are teams in the NFL that they may want, you know, Caleb Williams and, and Drake and whomever next year, but they're like, well, if we're picking that high, I'm not going to be employed. We got to get one of these guys now. I can't wait until next year. You think yeah. the guy in Atlanta or uh mcdaniels in in vegas feel like well, we can just wait for cable you'll be fucking fired you won't be around <laughs> you got to go up and get somebody and right. make them into something and give your fan base hope none of these half of these coaches would be out we saw the hiring cycle this year bo there was five openings that's not mm -hmm. going to happen next year half of these guys are on the hot seat you got to go up and get somebody you got to enthuse your fan base that's why all this just we're just going to wait and we're going to take a position player and we're going to hang out Houston Texans have four top 12 picks in the past two years. You think with that dumpster franchise in the QB rich AFC that they're not going to take a quarterback. They took a corner last year who they take like a pass rusher or a guard or something. Then they got pick 12 this year, which you can't assure yourself you're getting anybody. And mm -hmm. then they have pick two. They're taking a quarterback. Cut that out. That's ridiculous. What's not ridiculous. These super chats. $4.99, Libertarian Sasquatch. Apologies, we missed this one earlier. My grandpa always says, Kyler looks like Grumpy Cat. And once <laughs> you see it, you can't unsee it. Well, RIP Grumpy Cat. I think Grumpy Cat passed away not too long ago. It's a, I think it was a Valley Cat. Wasn't Grumpy Cat from Arizona? I'm not uh, grumpy. I love it here. Rest in peace. Um, and then <laughs> we've got Z Professor. Uh, $10 super Thank chat. You so Thank much. you so Thank much. You. Does anyone kind of feel like with the new regime scouting history and free agent signings that the draft, they're going to try to get too cute. So no names from small schools instead of main players. Uh, I, I don't think they get too cute as far as their top pick. I think you're going to recognize who they're going to, they're going to take. But as far as like beyond that, could, could they get uh, more into trusting their own eyes and own scouting skill set versus what, you know, the rest of the league is saying. Sure. Uh, we, we're really going to find out, right? Uh, I don't think anybody anticipated kind becoming that, the small school special guy that, that he became uh, and almost a parody of. Um, but it's, it's very possible. They're very confident in, in their scouting ability. No doubt about it. So producer Emma confirmed that grumpy cat, Bo, you are correct. Is from Arizona. Um, yeah. it's all Bookman incorrectly saying he's the wing king. Come to four peaks <laughs> on Thursday and we can have a wing off, Mr. Bookman. You are not the wing king. But what do you what is the criteria for wing king? And what's your your affinity for wings? I just Johnny, love I love what it's I, gotta be more than that. Can I propose no. an idea for you? 
well, depends, producer Emma. <laughs> I think Let's hear it. I think that we we go to the draft, we get there, okay. we sit down for a small segment. Okay. You, you and Saul Bookman. I'll, you I'll eat a bunch of wings. Look, I'm going to have no, my no, co-host no. before doing hours of coverage no, no, no. have Let a me... tummy ache from wings. Well, Johnny just so needs dumb. to be built different, and maybe he wouldn't. Well, that's, um, that's Built different? Get in the lab, Emma. <laughs> Eric okay, Smith, $2 okay. super chat. Need the beef, the offensive line, to keep K1 upright. 100%. Love it. Enough. Enough. Who Z was describing was Steve Keim. Steve Keim yeah. loved small school players. He does. Steve Keim loved under, you know, undersized wide receivers. This friend, these two guys associated with this franchise right now prefer blue chip cornerstone SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12 caliber offensive and defensive line. They did not go out and and extend some of these players that they did not feel like were right. worth it for that very reason. If they just wanted to plug holes, they would have re-signed Zach Allen and Byron Murphy. You know what they're telling you? We think we can upgrade for less money. We think we can draft somebody to be better than Byron Murphy. We think we can draft somebody eventually, maybe not this draft, to be better than Zach Allen. And they're, they moved all of DJ Humphrey's guaranteed money, not next year, not the year after. That was a kind thing. Kime loved to push dead money into the future. They said, yeah. no, we're going to eat all of Humphrey's money this year. What does that tell you? They're going to find the replacement for DJ Humphreys. And that's going to be a, a first or second round tackle. Book it. You heard it from the wing king himself. Somehow the, the wing king of eating good. He likes to eat good wings. So he's, he's self-proclaimed wing king. You could be the wing You're king of Maricopa. I think that might qualify. Well, that's, a that's a given. Yeah. That's a given. It's like, hey, I like wings. Here's your crown. <laughs> Here's your... Crown me. If you're going to crown him, then crown him. That. You're like Never the did. Dylan day Brooks of Wing Kings. This is disrespectful. This is almost as disrespectful every time I open up Albert Breer. Your your disrespect is Breer like right now. It's making me sad. Well, the prop the pr problem Breer has is there's no news. Like when people ask him about D Hop, there's there's like no new news about D Hop. There's no new news about the third overall pick. Uh, so did you that, think that that the pick would have been traded after the Chicago Bears made their trade? Did you think the Cardinals would have traded their pick before the draft? If, if they if the Bears hadn't traded down, no, no, no. Question? Like the day after we did the Bears, yeah. Show the Bears traded their pick. Did you think the Cardinals would trade their pick before the draft? Yes. I did. Oh yeah, I thought that that was step one, and then yeah. the Cardinals were step two, and nothing else could really happen as far as the draft, and nothing else has happened, and now the NFL draft world is waiting on Arizona. I mean, that's going to uh, be the linchpin to this entire draft. I'll tell you what, I think. Trey Lance being an unequivocal mega bust that they're out ready to scrap for about a fourth round pick hurt the Arizona Cardinals because somebody having to talk themselves and their owner into trading premium picks to come up and maybe get the third, what they think is the third best quarterback in the class. I'm not saying it's impossible, but the Niners screw up two years ago does not help Arizona. If Trey Lance was crushing it right now, I think we'd have a different conversation, but it's hard to go to your owner and say, we're going to give up our future to go up and get a guy who a lot of people think, maybe not this year, but in a lot of realities, inner circles, is the second or third best quarterback in a class. But I, Strahd, Levis, and Richardson all feel like they're in the same group now, don't they? Well, it's like I mean, Reich, look, and then that group. The NFL needed a wake, wake up call with not every uh, toolsy quarterback prospect that's raw is going to be Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, the 49ers were arrogant to think that they could, they had the ability to take somebody with that skill set similar to Allen and turn them into the same, same kind of quarterback. And it's just, it takes way more than that. It, it takes uh, so many different variables and the, the odds of it happen are, are slimmer than they are for it to happen. So yeah. when you see somebody like Anthony Richardson, now you have two cases to where before that there was several, multiple cases, numerous cases of, of failed quarterback prospects. And yeah. now uh, it, it's just recency biased. Everybody's like, oh, he's the next Josh Allen. It's like, well, there's, it's a long road between those two, those. the prospect in the finished product, uh, the MVP candidate that Josh Allen is now. We're going to keep you current on all things Arizona Cardinals leading up to the NFL draft. In the meantime, go to gophnx.com, become a diehard, slam that promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D, Howard, 
Balzer, PHNX Cardinals beat reporter, banger, a new article today, which is for free. Still slam that promo code helps the site. It helps our guy Howard. Uh, help yourself. Sign up for the draft party. Come hang out with Bo and I at Four Peaks this Thursday. The party starts at 2. Come anytime you want. Bring your family. Bring your kids. Food, drink, great time. Your premier. Premier. It's the only draft party outside of whatever the team's doing. That is exclusive and specific, I believe, to the Arizona Cardinals. That is specific with an Arizona Cardinal podcast. What is Shane saying? Get some help. You get some help. Get some help, Shane Diefenbach. You get some help. Interrupting my my read. To, to, let me to, let me keep good. Merge me as the wing. Let king. me help. Let me help you. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna figure out how the Arizona Cardinals, how they're going to ace this draft, barring okay. any like breaking news, barring any D Hop trade or anything else like that. We are going to break down how the Arizona Cardinals aced the 2023 NFL draft. Also, we'll throw in a, a little mock live mock draft between now and then. How's that? What is he saying? He's just he's yelling like a crazy person. Help me. Help yourself. Help yourself by liking, subscribing, <laughs> leaving us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Jackson, I'm sorry you can't be there. Next best thing, watch it. We're gonna air it on the old YouTube live. We're gonna have countless hours. You can't get this anywhere else of live draft coverage. Look at that handsome man. Did you get a haircut? My man's going, having a nice trip to Mexico. Got a nice haircut, looking fancy. Wish he couldn't be with us at the draft. Find out who your real friends are, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Bo and I are going to be <laughs> dining on some wings at Four Peaks. Join us Come on eat some wings with the wing king. Come eat some wings with your boy. A little bit of ranch. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, Love bud. you all. This is getting uncomfortable. See us tomorrow. PHNX Cardinals live. <laughs> Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable. <laughs>